What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Fujimaru underscore Mask Off, guys. What's and up? And your boy, L.FrankStar, providing you with Mask Off Podcast. What's up? We just want to give a moment of silence today. Betty White, you know, we miss you very much, sweetie, and we just want to give our appreciation. Our heart goes out to you, and thank you so much for everything that you've done for us, for providing us with some amazing work, some work that to this day I'm still figuring out. I just found out that she was in a Hercules movie, and I love Disney's Hercules. And um, oh, Betty White was big, man. You gotta. I honestly. You gotta go back. Start to appreciate more and more. She of was it. a hot mama back then too. She really was America's sweetheart, and uh, a lot of her work was untouched. And to this day, you still find true gems uh you can still watch golden girls to this day look back at it and understand how much of a great piece of work it is i remember being a little kid and just wanting to watch cartoons and i would just stroll and see the golden girls accidentally when i would scroll through the channel and i would still want to be able to watch at least the very little of the show that it would be able to play because every time that i would find it on tv um, from the little times that I would see it, it would always be throughout the end of the show. But it was still such an amazing thing to see because the comedy that they had was just, it was to this day just <laughs> the dark really, humor, really you know. interesting. Yeah, the dark humor, you know, it comes off like, I don't know if you guys, with your parents or your mother or your aunt, you know, dark humor, Sailor Mouth. And Betty White was that principle of, you know, she had this famous line back then. It was like, you're not a terrible person. You're, you know, you're just, you're just horny, horny all the, the time. time. And it was just Betty White being Betty White. And we just want to give appreciation. To America's sweetheart. America's sweetheart. Thank we you love so you, Betty. much. We love you, Betty. And thank you for being our friend. Um, we just want to appreciate each and every one of you guys for tuning into Mask Off Podcast. Welcome to Mask Off, guys. Welcome to Mask Off. Thank you for tuning in with us in our small live stream that we have within our Instagram. Uh, we just wanted to go over a few topics. You know what? Shout out to Collision Course, man. Uh, we just Collision went course. over a Collision Course oh, album. Oh, FBI, bro. Shout out to Big Bird. Riot was awesome. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite songs included the Iron Dojo. Uh, some really great song. It was an 11-track album. Really you did good, an amazing job. Really Each and every one of you that were in Collision Course, you guys did awesome. You provided some amazing bars. Uh, some of the references that you guys had from Tyler Creator's Goblin. Oh, was to Beastie really, really Boys, great. to Tentacion. You guys are really, why really we like music it, right you guys, now. And, you guys really, really yeah. nailed the hammer for a really, really great album. Uh, and yes, it was explicit. And yes, it did have oh, that, some really that, nitty gritty. Uh, that lyrics. screams we love him though but you know what it was awesome man it was it was really refreshing to hear something like that and uh we listened to each and every song within the go and uh we couldn't get enough of it we had to listen to some of the songs more than once so a huge shout out to collision course and um some of the other uh things that we're gonna get into is uh netflix just released uncut gems for us or i think i don't know how long oh, we've had it's it it's been out for a, quite a while but L. Frank Star here has a big problem with the ending. Yeah, I just got Netflix back not so long ago, thankfully, because uh, I'm not I'm not really big into binging stuff. Honestly, uh, sometimes I'll be able to get blessed enough, uh, be blessed to have stuff like access to internet, so that that way I could binge watch movies on Netflix or something, uh, provided 
from my family. Yeah, no more looking but, through uh, doorknobs for El Frank Star here. You know what? Uh, I I now am able to have access to uh, movies and stuff since I now have a, a, a box. And hey. uh, so I recently watched uh, Uncut Gems. And I you, did, did, you didn't like it, you said. You know what? Uh, it was an amazing piece of work. A- 824 usually has really, really great uh topics and the way that oh, they yeah, make from their hereditary movies. to midsummer to the witch I they mean, put out some bangers man they're even gonna create uh everything all at once it's a new movie that they're gonna have it seems really really great uh and uncut gems honestly um it was probably one of my least favorite films right now really only because of the fact that I will be honest with you. It did amazing. Some of the talents there. I mean, Kevin, the relationship between Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler were amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Go Lakers, though. <laughs> it was just really good. Uh, honestly, from the start, you just knew that it was everything was fucked for Adam Sandler's character. Oh, stressful from the very first scene, Very, you said. very stressful. You just saw some scenes that tied together... Uh, all together from such a small tight angle and the way that they uh, perceived everything uh, the spacing the way the characters were enveloped with each other uh, stuff that were tying in the background like the phone call little stuff like that uh, the way that the characters were invested in certain aspects of their own character I felt like that was really good everybody had their own character in uncut gens and i felt like that was also the reason why the ending to this day to me at least uh even though i just watched it i had to rewatch the ending like three times because oh you said it you, was just you would have rewrote it it honestly. was I, you know what no if i <laughs> if i really wanted to like i'm no editor or whatever um if i really wanted to do something different with the ending i mean it would just i i mean in a sense, I could understand because in a character's view, it's more about what the character was going through and the oh, gist he, of everything. He was risking it all. The man was risking it all and trying to play it like he really, really had everything <laughs> in his own under, like in the palm of his hand. To in which, you know what? I will give Adam Sandler the, the benefit of the doubt for that character. He really did because he had a niche for basketball and he was really looking and towards his And those of all who bets. don't know Adam Sandler, he's a big basketball phenom, like extraordinary. So for him to play a character, yeah, so where he's that's a taking big better. Bets, yeah, it's just so crazy because you really get to see the way he ties in that that character and that niche of him gambling so much, and it's just I understand it, right? You you make a big gamble, and you and especially if it's on your life, everything's gonna fall. Because eventually, you can't gamble everything all at oh, once. Oh, but we, we can't all be sore winners. We just can't. And so, unfortunately, that was the case for the ending. And I just, for me, it just felt like it was so, so the point was just, the whole point was just don't don't tie your money too much. Don't get into depth or, or don't throw everything all at once. Don't take, don't take those things for granted. But at the same time, it just kind of throws all of that away and into your face, kind of like a fuck you, by just <laughs> doing us dirty in the ending. And it, it really did. It just makes us, it just makes me wonder, like, okay, so, all right, I, I understand in a sense because you already know that 
Adam Sandler's character does not give a fuck about a lot of the people around him. No, you his see that, kids, his his wife, you his see ex-wife. that his staff yeah. is telling them that he's gonna walk away from him from all the mistreatment, and he literally just looks at him, and and oh, he makes a comment. You know, he tells them, "Holy shit, I'm gonna go." For seeing a, the the uncut gem for the very first time, that unfortunately was could have been the reason for all of the trouble that he ever got himself into because he got himself into a lot of problems with his uncle. Oh, he stumbled a, a bunch of stuff and he was just getting locked with, you know, who owes me money? This guy owes me money. They're sending people to attack him at his own shop. And it turns out that he does owe a lot of money to a lot oh, of people, a pretty million, much his he? whole family. But uh, the way he wants to double down on it and stuff like that, uh, it, 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 his approach is an honest approach. Well, maybe, but no, no, it was just it might not be. It know? was just it was just the way that the characters wanted to do their own. Everybody had their a plan. own thing. Everybody had a plan, and it was the way that they enveloped it in the end. So because it was just the way that I would have done it is just maybe maybe just wait it out a little longer. Maybe just wait it out a little longer you don't think until he the money have, until know. the money shows up, because basically uh, Adam Sandler's character was gloating over the fact that he had shown <laughs> in the end that he really did have the upper hand for everything and was doubling down for a very very reasonable cause. And for the spoiler who knows that don't know, you know he has him caged up, locked in, watching the game as it's going on. And this Sandler character is just gloating, boasting, hey, I'm going to get it right, how many points, how many rebounds. And how much money he's going to double down in. And just kind of a hee-haw, she-shaw, you know, throwing their face. And the the ending gets Frankie so boiled up. He wins the game, and he (laughs) goes up to them, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to ding you guys back in because, uh, you know what? We won. Like, everything's all gravy. And it turns out that it wasn't Not gravy. everything's gravy, you know. And There's Adam a little Seller, bit of mashed potatoes. Adam Seller ends up getting mashed. And he also ends up getting his uncle mashed as well. And it was all for nothing, in my opinion. In my opinion, it truly was just him being greedy and wanting to show that he was right. And in a sense, it was a loss of trust because he wanted to ding him in to celebrate and show them, like, hey, I was right, and now, what, we can wait for the money together and give you guys a parlay and you guys will be on your way? Turns out that's not the way it works. And that's other not the characters, way society's with, works with them. You other know, they've been beating on his chair. They've been beating on his doors. Where's the money and greed? kind of takes the impact of the ending of it. I guess it just goes to show you that you never fuck with loan sharks. You don't fuck with people that... Don't fuck with, point blank, period. <laughs> don't fuck with loan sharks. Don't fuck with loan sharks, guys. I and... guess. And honestly, like, <laughs> the whole the whole character development that, that Adam Sandler had within that time frame was doing so well, in my opinion. And I just felt like it was kind of like a fuck you in the face to where it didn't really matter if you were rooting for this character to win because he was destined to be fucked from the get-go from everything that you were seeing. Oh, from his pants being taken off, thrown in a trunk. From him being, (laughs) like, beat to shit in front of so many people, publicly humiliated, slapped in front of his favorite customer, 
in front of potentially like the biggest basketball star within that time frame that it was that that it was supposedly made. Yeah. Um, honestly, uh, I I really really do like what A twenty four films did with uncut gems and it's source character development with every single actor and actress they did an amazing job um shout out to a24 it was just probably to me it was just probably one of the worst endings i've ever seen in an a24 <laughs> film and then the shit comes and you know what uh i can't wait to see everything all at once because that's a movie that i've been looking forward to since i saw the trailer of it from no way home I've seen No Way Home about three times now. Oh, shit. No Way Home, you know. Shout out to No Way Home. Shout out to Marvel. Shout out to to Columbia and Sony. Shout out to Green Goblin's, you know, glider. William Defoe. William Defoe. Shout out to to Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Shout out to every single actor and actress that's been in Spider-Man. I mean, they really did tie amazing references from every single film i mean it's the second one you were saying about toby Maguire's, you know opening scene where he's just just a normal guy and to bring it back into where noe holm brings in about tom holland who isn't a normal guy he's this dark new beginning of spider-man that personally is going to be dark for us nobody knows but to watching no way home Tom Holland is going to be the darkest Spider-Man. Mark my words. It definitely is true. It is true because Tom Holland's Spider-Man is probably one of the grittiest Spider-Man that we've seen to date. And it's good because what it's going to envelop potentially for us as Marvel fans is some of the comic tropes that we've seen Peter Parker go through when he dons like the, the, the symbiote form suit. And he has some of his grittiest moments like that. Uh, when he goes through Craven the Hunter. Uh, oh, yeah, Morbius. When he goes through the Sinister Six. Uh, hopefully, Kingpin might come out and because of uh, Hell's Kitchen and oh, Daredevil. Oh, yeah, we got to see them. We got to see Punisher. that Electra. I mean, there's so much things that may tie in. And it might it might just make this Spider-Man series some of the grittiest Spider-Man we may ever seen. I mean, shout out to Alfred Molina stealing the show. Oh yeah, doing some of the most credible work I've seen for a long. I love Alfred Molina, and when I saw him in the Spider-Man two in two thousand and four, uh, it, it was an amazing film. I'm sure, I think it came out two thousand four, two thousand five. Two thousand, yeah. I remember four, being yeah. like seven years old, and I saw the film on my birthday. I think it came out with July seventh or thirty first. Uh, and no, it was, it was just, back. just an amazing time. I remember seeing Spider-Man two, seeing some of the, see, some of the key visuals and Alfred Molina going ham on Tobey Maguire. You've seen Tobey Maguire, some of the most beat up forms to date. Tom Holland actually talks about, uh, loving how Sam Raimi's Spider-Man could be so beat up and how the suit to look oh, so that, that torn. iconic Tobey Maguire suit that he wears after getting the first film when he goes against Green Goblin against Green Goblin Black Air Alpha Force Malino. One wearing ass <laughs> when he goes Defoe. when he's tearing when he's going against the train and just getting all shit torn up oh, fucking the webs everywhere have to hold him from getting his ass you look like he's gonna get torn apart like that that those are some of the most iconic Spider-Man scenes to date and 
I love how Tom Holland references how much he likes those scenes because to me it just shows that it's gonna get darker in my opinion. It's gonna go far and and Watch to say that Pattinson. right now they're gonna go into uh they're gonna go into the new um Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. This has been talked about for years, you guys. This comic of it is so insane that we have no idea what's going to come to us. Kevin Feige is going to deliver, I think. A lot of people, uh, or actually it had been speculated since the movie had been written that it was apparently going to be Marvel's dark or, or horror film. And honestly, now... You well, you could I got you could take this as lightly as you want to because or that's the grain fine. Assault, you know. It's 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 just a Disney film after all, right? But oh, let's Disney think about it like deep. this. Let's think about it like this as well because we gotta think about Mandalorian, th- and Boba Fett. They know? have rights to Deadpool right now as well. Yeah, they're and gonna they're gonna they're tie them into deep. the MCU. Yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna bring tie them in into the MCU. Some gore, some <laughs> language. And as as far as I'm as far as I'm aware. Since they're also greenlining stuff like Daredevil and The Punisher, which are very gritty. Oh, uh, yeah. And you've seen stuff like Luke Cage and the Iron Fist. All this Jessica stuff is going to tie in together yeah. somehow, some way, since you already seen Matt Murdock in the film. Honestly, uh, I, I love... So I love the film so much. Uh, it it was refreshing, just like just like uh the Into the Spider Verse movie was refreshing. It I think it really did. It it let it was a huge staple for people in the Marvel universe to be like okay, so you guys like all of that comic book references. Let's I think they're gonna amp it and and just use some of the really really good comic tropes of Peter Parker that we've seen and they're just gonna shine on that. I mean hopefully they bring the symbiote black suit Spider Man out. Hopefully they see their tie in with Venom and it's just it's we get an all out brawl with all the villains of Spider Man, you know, Scorpion, you know the rhino and rhino. electro maybe again craven, you know. i mean craven the hunter and there was a reference that apparently in in no way home that they were gonna have a venom fight scene yeah the ending final battle they were rumored to have venom tom hardy against tom holland and tom they were gonna have tom? tommy versus a tom kind of like myspace versus myspace fucking jimmy timmy power hour tommy jones big jones Versus Tommy Jones, Little Jones. <laughs> and we're going to have the symbionite battle where Tom Holland becomes... Little John, Big John? Big John, Big John? Little John, Big John? Halloween Halloween reference. Oh, yeah. Little John and Big John. From our last mask off. From last mask off. First Halloween dose, kills. baby. Yeah, first dose. And, and honestly... Yeah. <laughs> we just... We love that film so much. A huge shout out to Columbia and Sony and, and Marvel. Marvel. And yeah, Disney. Guys. Disney Plus, Disney... You guys are fucking killing it, man. You guys are killing it. And we also want to give a shout-out to that Netflix Cowboy Bebop. You know what? I will... I just Petition re-watched. to bring it back. It, I think they might bring it back, you guys. And I'm not going to be mad about it because I think we should give it another chance. We should. Original producers coming into the film. I mean, composers from the musical score of the original anime coming back into it to make the actual score of the live action. And how yeah. are you guys not going to love it? I mean, the ties of certain references of, of episodes that it makes. The first episode where you get the red-eyed couple, you know... 
of running away from them and, you know, get the syndicate after them. You get the shootout that you they have. The big, I mean, big clearly explosion, it, big action. It was different because of the way that they introduced Faye Valentine, but, I mean, I felt like... I mean, for how many episodes did it have? Ten episodes? I would say about nine or ten. I mean, for it to have such Not little so episodes... Not so bad, you know? They have to figure out a way to tie in every single character together so that that way there's some sort of fluidity. And we got spoiled. I mean, yeah. I mean, in the actual anime, you see that the way that they tie in was actually through chance and that they found each other because of a bounty that they were looking for together or somehow bumped into and they just kind of overcame it together and boom you see v valentine and the crew uh and although you don't really see that in the actual live action adaptation i felt like there was still some type of structure where it was fine a lot of people are really criticizing a lot of the same things that i've been hearing about it whether regardless of the some actor's age or over the fact that some actors didn't get certain aspects of the character, very, very little aspect idea. I mean, okay. Kind of like micro-criticizing. Okay, okay. If you really want to think about it, all right? Yeah. A lot of the people that are going to think about uh, Spike Spiegel's second eye have to be really invested in the anime and Spike's character to understand what Spike's fake eye also means in metaphorical context. So it's, it's just like, okay, how many people are going to really go in depth with that? A lot of people may want to go in depth with that, uh, but to really criticize it over something like that uh, is just, it's just something that you don't even know if they're going to figure it out or tie into in the second season. Um, maybe they didn't want to tie it into it so early on within the first season uh, over the fact that they try to bring it up in an interview. I mean, yeah, maybe it was they, something that they didn't want to have for the first 10 episodes of the film. They wanted a second season. This producer was pronouncing that. They gave us four episodes. They were going to get spoiled the next season. I mean, we we honestly need to give this petition a bigger thing. We got to give it a hope, you know. They and, give us So they give us four four anime references in episodes. References to where you see I and the dog and Spike encountering each other. Oh yeah, uh, and Ed. You see the you see the the reference of of the clown and how he's how he's scared of dogs instead of in the original anime he was scared of cats. I mean, they had to kind of tie that in in order for them to figure out that word for word, bar for bar. They had to tie that in so that that way there was a relationship between uh, Ayn and 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 the 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 Pierre Le Fou. Oh yeah, the Pierre Le Fou. And with the Spikes character, you know, he's just he's no different. The character is nailed down to a fault. Chow is just amazing. This whole cast is amazing. Anybody that says differently is otherwise biased. Jet was amazing and we just gotta give homage to our previous anime you know i will be honest sometimes i'm an extremely biased person about certain things oh I mean, yeah i'm extremely uncut biased gems, about we just heard. i'm extremely biased about uncut gems i'm extremely biased about uh the spider-man film and mayonnaise in a on a sandwich but you know what like 
the Cowboy Bebop live action adaptation had some really good homages that I feel like we just need to give the second season an opportunity for it to kind of shine and yeah. give more references because that's what it was doing. It was giving a lot of good references because it's not a page per page uh, exact remake. It's an oh, adaptation. Oh, that would just be straight up copy and paste. I mean, a lot of people... I have been talking to some people in my in, around me that have really not liked it because of the fact that it wasn't a page per page copy paste but how many people would really like that it was just a continuous a story page yeah. by page. some people want some type of uh different digest so that that way i mean i'm sure they have to have a modern take so that that way people that aren't interested in watching anime can be enveloped in the actual show itself i be it if there's a different take on it i mean all right a lot of the uh of Netflix adaptations in anime have been fucking bad. All right? Really horrible. I mean... Kind of uh, like dog the shit. The fucking Death Note adaptation was bad. Oh. The Fullmetal Alchemist adaptation was oh. bad. And I really wanted to like Fullmetal Alchemist. The fucking... Rurouni, the only thing that was really good was Roroni Kenshin. Oh, and yeah. nobody talks about Roroni Kenshin because it was good. And that's the fucked up part. Because Roroni Kenshin was a solid Netflix adaptation. But I think that the reason why it was not really widely talked about was because of the fact that they make a lot of live action Roroni Kenshin films. And it, they're usually mostly good. So yeah. you're not going to do a live action Roroni Kenshin film wrong. So unless you do Dragon Ball, unless you do Dragon Ball, but a lot of people are trying to compare Dragon Ball Evolutions to fucking <laughs> Netflix Cowboy Bebop, and that's Which unfair. Which is absurd. It's and unfair. It, it's not the same fathom. You a know? lot of the characters in live action are somewhat unused or underdeveloped, but you see a lot of good tie-ins to certain characters in Cowboy Bebop. You see Twinkle Mirror Murdoch and her crew. Yeah, you see uh, Vicious the, come out. You, know. you see the Teddy Bomber. Mushy Mush. Teddy Bomber, yeah. And it's just like, I, I know that they have more potential to bring it out. It's just like, it's so overly criticized because of the hype that it had and people are just really quick to call out such small details oh, about don't it. Oh, go there with the closed box mind, guys. I mean... Open that box up. It's, it's interesting you because... You might find some cool shit. You actually do see some really good lines that are in the live-action adaptation, and it's just like, I do see certain aspects of the character within the adaptation, yeah. and it's like, it's not bad. And you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give my final thoughts about it within our next, within our next dose, because... Uh, just so that, that way I could totally give go in on much more for you guys, because you know what I want to give a huge shout out to Netflix for even giving us such an adaptation that really did have certain developments from the original anime that honestly I really liked. I mean I had yeah, just reseen the anime itself and I can't wait to go deep into that that. Netflix live adaptation once again and give you guys my final thoughts about Send it. Send a petition. Bring See it what back. they did wrong. I will. I will talk about that. But for until then, let's get that petition and get it back, you guys. And you know what? Uh, I we, just we've been seeing a lot of signs for 
the new day festival, or should we call it Thrillville? Thrillville. You know what? Mask off at Mask Thrillville. Mask off at Thrillville. It's gonna be insane, you guys. You're gonna see us for the first time with mask off hoodies. You're gonna see us go and talk to the public about: Is it gonna take over the Riverside County Date Festival? Is there gonna be a parade? Is there gonna be musical guests? Same food, same atmosphere. Is there gonna be camels? Is there gonna be good rides? Is there gonna be that same festivity that you've seen within the actual Riverside County Date Festival that we all came to know and love? The food, the fucking Taj Mahal, the Ferris store, wheel, the Ferris wheel, the rides that were there, the Wiener Schnitzel that's overpacked, the Wiener Schnitzel that we all known to love that usually always gets packed because it's be bussing and it be it's bussin'. a good price. It, it be Shout out to Wieners and Show. Those are Wieners, and we also will be at Thrillville shouting out. February you know, 18th. Everybody that's there, you know, will be going up to vendors. We'll be going up to people that make the food. People, people that, that know the ride. history about. Just in general, people that are in the FFA, people that are in the agricultural area, so people that make the us, taffy. Say what's up. Shout out to Mascoff. Shout us. out Mascoff, you guys. If you are in the public area, if you are in the vicinity within the Thrillville Festival, February 18th, uh, there's it's a nine day festival, I believe. Hit us up, man. Mascoff Podcast. You already know where we at, man. We'll be there. We'll be there. India. Another huge shout out to Collision Course, man. Collision Course. We also got we got an interview coming up with collision course i want to go ahead and give them a huge shout out i will be getting in touch shout with out to you no guys phase. shout out to big bird shout, shout out, out to antichrist shout out to the gorilla man y'all fire man y'all that. fire man y'all killed it everybody in collision course killed it shout out to 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 the to the homie that brought me into collision course i definitely want to bring you guys into it we will get into it deep with that with that other dose with that special dose that special booster you know what you guys it's gonna be big we also got another interview for you guys that interview with carlos who is carlos you guys now carlos this guy came up to me and asked us at mask off podcast yeah. to go and give him an interview and honestly, we are super We're excited psyched. for it. We're so hyped This for guy it. is going to drop a single soon for you guys. Ooh. And I am going to be super excited to hear it. Uh, I'm going to be doing a photo shoot for him very, very soon. Thank you so much, Carlers, for that shout out, for that shout interview. Out. And you know what, you guys? Let's stay in touch soon. Everybody that's tuning in, thank you guys so much for another episode of Mask Off. Let's Mask keep off it going podcast. for that next dose. And you already know, guys, Mask, Mask Off. off.